most connected man in Washington, WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain. 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We are America. Oh, shucky ducky is the man Shucky Ducky was a way for me to say, I am thrilled to be here. Why not just say that? Herman Kane. Herman Kane. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Kane. Thank you for joining us. Because we're going to tell you the truth. Give you the facts. Because we want you to be better informed and inspired to help make this a better USA. Breaking news. Breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Well, hello, Jamie. I'm glad you were able to get off that airplane because I'm losing my voice. Yeah, Herman. Uh, sorry I missed yesterday. My plan was to take a flight at 8.30 in the morning from yeah. D.C. down to South Carolina, but uh, we got on the plane late, and then if you if you can believe this, we stayed on there for three-plus hours, and so under the federal law, wow. uh, passenger bill of rights, we had to go back to the uh, terminal just after we had been de-iced. So we go back to the terminal. A bunch of reporters got off because they wanted to get to Charleston to try to catch up with George W. Bush last night. I don't know if they, if they were able to do that because there were very few flights that were going. So uh, we kept stayed on the plane. Had a little while, had a little uh, near-runway incident as well, and then finally got down here, and wouldn't you know then my rental car company was out of cars. So we had to stand there and wait for cars to come back in, and as a car came back in, somebody would get in it. So, yeah, it wasn't my worst travel day, but I didn't get to do as much yesterday as I had hoped, and obviously I'm sorry about missing you. I'm right now, uh, this is always what's great, Herman, about covering the presidential race, is that you freeze to death in Iowa and New Hampshire. Yeah. And now in South Carolina, I'm standing outside here in the beautiful uh, you know, blue sky and sun and everything, and it just feels fantastic. Uh, Jeb yep. Bush is uh, here at a little, at a gun maker's uh, manufacturing place outside of Columbia, South Carolina, which of course is the state capital of the Palmetto State. Jeb had a big rally last night with his brother, the former President George W. Bush. But from, you know, sort of all the signals on the ground here, there's no real Bush spark that is occurring. The polls have not shown any momentum for Jeb here. Uh, you know, his dad won here in 92, his brother won here in 2000. So it's certainly a place that has been friendly to the Bush family. But I'm just not sensing that it's going to be for Jeb. The latest polls, and we've had a slew of them in recent days, the trends still show Donald Trump very much in the lead and in, in, you know, in command easily here in this state. It's just going to be an issue of do his people get to the polls. Ted Cruz... He's still up there with Marco Rubio, but Cruz's numbers seem to have gotten a little soft in recent days. And I don't know, Herman, if that's a function of all the fighting that's going on between Cruz and Trump. Yesterday, Trump labeling Cruz an unstable individual. Uh, Cruz arguing that Trump is not a real conservative. Trump says he's lying. So all of that has been going on. And, you know, you never know when those things happen, whether it hurts one or even both of those candidates, Herman. Unbelievable. But like you said, the latest... PPP polls still does not show Jeb Bush moving up, even though he brought in his brother and 
doing all of the attack ads and everything else. Well, he's not, but his super PAC is doing all of the attack ads. Yeah, and last night there were a number of reporters, and I overheard a few today uh, in this event, who said they were down there last night. They went into the crowd and interviewed a lot of people, and they found a lot of people that liked George W. Bush, a lot of people that liked the Bush family, but that there weren't as many people who then were saying, yeah, I'll go out and then vote for Jeb Bush in this primary. So the, the family thing, you know, much Herman, as I found that the Clinton uh, thing in New Hampshire never translated over to Hillary Clinton this time. You know, Bill Clinton did well in 92. She won in 2008. But it just didn't, the third time was not the charm. And right now the signs sort of indicate the third time is not the charm here for Jeb, but there's still a few more days to go in this race, Herman. Well, the family is not running. And I think the American people see that, okay? He's running. So, you know, earlier on, didn't he try to intentionally uh, separate himself, not separate himself, but downplay the fact that he came from a presidential family? And it went with exactly. The, he the sort of tried to jab. run as his own man, yeah, yeah, and and not and not bring George W. in. And you know, I I get that on one hand. I understand what he's trying to do. And yeah. and George W. Bush, let's face it, was a very polarizing figure by the time he left. But uh, as with everything, once you've been out of office for a while, the the view of you tends to uh, go up in the polls. And that has happened with George W. Bush. And clearly, he was very well received last night and was a big draw. I'm not sure that it would have helped long term to have him out here on the trail a lot for his brother. But it is one thing you look back on, much as I always think back on Al Gore not getting Bill Clinton out there when he ran. You know, would it have made any difference for Jeb? You know, it may, Herman, in the end, it may not have made any difference whatsoever. Jeb Bush may be a good candidate, but not the right year for him. I'm coming to that conclusion also. What about uh, Rubio? How is he doing? You know, Rubio, I, I was able to get into town. I, I wanted to go to a cruise event, but I was too late to get to that. So I went over and saw Rubio last night. I'm going to get to cruise later today, as well as Kasich. Rubio's events, uh, his event here last night reminded me a lot of what I saw in New Hampshire and Iowa. There were a lot of people there. And, you, ha you know, not as much as Trump, don't get me wrong, but you got to sort of sit up and say, okay, there seems to be a lot of people with a lot of interest in this guy. Obviously, uh, uh, Rubio's bad debate in New Hampshire really hurt him there. And uh, he didn't have that in Iowa and did well to finish third. There, two of the polls that came out yesterday here in South Carolina had Rubio tied with Cruz in the number two slot. So when you think about that, you know, that, that shows that maybe he is bubbling up a little more here. I'm not trying to say that he's got big momentum or anything like that. But I just sense that there's a little more mojo for him, for Rubio right now in this state, than there is for Jeb Bush or even John Kasich. So we'll have to wait and see what happens the next couple of days. Rubio had an event with... I think over 1,500 people uh, yesterday, midday, and then last night's was about eight, 900 people. So solid draw, but, of course, nothing like Donald Trump, obviously, at this point in time, Herman. Yep. Well, let the voting begin, and it's going to start on Saturday. By Sunday morning, we'll know what the results are. We can stop speculating, and you can see You know, the one polls, thing I will say know. about the, this week, Herman, is that uh, Donald Trump has really gone on the offensive. You know, a lot of times when you're in the lead, you sort of maybe sit back and you try not to make any errors. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and Trump is acting this week like... He, he has to win, like he's got to come back, like he's behind or, or he's even with the others. I mean, he's just been attacking Cruz, attacking George W. Bush, attacking Jeb, you know, laying uh, waste to the, the Republican Party leadership and more. And I do think that it, again, it shows that he has a very strong base of support. It should not be underestimated. And even some of the polling that breaks it down, and you say, oh, well, once a bunch of candidates get out, then Trump won't win. We're not seeing that. So I think, you know, a lot of people who played sort of patty cake with Trump for a while, uh, especially in the conservative community, now maybe realize that 
he's a bear, and it may not be easy to stop him. And, you know, the, the effort to portray him as a fake conservative or somebody who's not grounded in conservative ideas not and thoughts, it, I don't sense that it's working right now. And what, the way Trump is responding is basically by saying, you're a bunch of liars. And, um, and you know, I, I just, I'll see what I, uh, uh, the feeling I get with Cruz later today. But I'm just not sensing that, that Cruz is definitely on the upswing here. But, you know, negative ads are a tricky thing. And since Trump is not on the air with any of them, that could be something that hurts him in these last few days. Like you said, it's, un it's very unpredictable. And people who continue to try to predict it, well, like you said, the polls represent a trend. And we're just going to have to let them continue to unfold. Well, now, now, here in this state, Herman, in the other party, uh, actually, uh, Bill Clinton is here today up in Greenville. Uh, so he's doing a little work for his wife, Hillary, who's in New York giving a speech. And also Bernie Sanders is here today doing a few events, and then he'll be in your neck of the woods tonight at Morehouse uh, doing an event there. So Sanders yeah, not only getting here a little early, but also jumping ahead to some of those Super Tuesday states as well, trying to see if he can spark some interest. Hillary Clinton, uh, at this point in time, the polling indicating still in a strong position here in South Carolina. But you know how these things uh, uh, work, Herman. A little more momentum. If Sanders is able to somehow win in Nevada, you could be looking at a much different situation. Well, I won't be able to cover Bernie Sanders at Morehouse for you because I wouldn't go anyway. So you're going you're gonna to be on your own as far as getting some feedback about how that rally is going to go over there. But I would now, Don't you think interested. that would be a heck of a thing, Herman, for you to go there? Or think of all the stories that would go. You know, Herman oh, Cain shows sure. up at Bernie yeah, Sanders' right, rally. Right. Remember, people have already concluded that I'm endorsing candidates because I show up for their rally. Imagine, oh, that's the, okay. imagine the spin I, if I showed up at a Bernie Sanders rally. People would go yeah, absolutely I, I, nuts. Yeah, it's uh, everybody takes their own thing. Uh, exactly. I, I, I've written several times this week that I think Trump is in very strong position and uh, poised to win here in South Carolina. And I have people writing me, why are you so biased against Donald Trump? So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's all in the eye of the beholder, yes. Well, the fluster and the bluster is still going on about filling uh, Scalia's uh, Supreme Court seat, right? Yeah, and I think we'll see a lot of that. I mean, I heard some of it last night. I think the first, very first question from the audience to Marco Rubio last night was about that. And look, it's... um. It's a big deal. Uh, I mean, not only is a Supreme Court vacancy oh, yeah, a big deal, but then a Supreme Court vacancy in an election year, a Supreme Court vacancy in a presidential election year, and then finally one that tips the ideological balance of the court. I mean, are you kidding? That is as big as it gets. And for, the, for those who say, uh, you know, the one side or the other has the right arguments on who gets to do what, you know, look, the president has the right and the power to nominate. The Senate certainly has the right and the power to either dispose of and reject that nominee or not even vote if they don't want to. That doesn't mean there's not going to be some, uh, some uh, fingers pointed. And, of course, the, the bully pulpit of the president might uh, come into use as well. I'm just not convinced it's going to be a big driver in this race, but I do think it'll be one of those issues that'll be very important as everybody tries to frame things for November, Herman. You're right. Now, do the people seem excited about the upcoming primary vote coming up on Saturday? Oh, yeah. I mean, judging from the number of people that I saw at last night's uh, rally and, and uh, for Jeb and for Rubio, yes, there's definitely interest here and turned on the radio this morning and heard a whole bunch of ads. So everybody, if you're tuned in, you can really be tuned in in this state. There's no doubt about that. Now, it's a much bigger state than either Iowa or New Hampshire. So you don't get people as tuned in with the individual, you know, going out and meeting candidates like you would in Iowa or New Hampshire. The playing field is a bit larger here. But yes, the Republicans are invigorated. And then, of course, next week, uh, it'll be the Democrats who will be here crisscrossing the Palmetto State. Very good. Well, Jamie, 
I also understand that when you finally got your rental car, it's a chick magnet. <laughs> True is, or false? Uh, remember in, in Iowa, no, false. In Iowa, I had this big <laughs> transit van that they gave me. This time, I've got such a small car, Herman, I think it could fit inside that transit van. So uh, not as roomy, and I'm not sure it's a chick magnet, but uh, we won't worry about that. Well, travel safe, my friend. All right, see you, buddy. Thanks a lot. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show.